Thank you for tuning in to Avant Life's weekly podcast. We hope this message inspires you, stirs your faith, and leaves you blessed. We're going to talk today, we've been on a tremendous series uh, about in the beginning, and I love, I love hearing truth, period, but it's so cool to tie from the patriarchs of old how that connects the dots and how Jesus was all along, God had the plan in place. Sometimes it can look completely chaotic and mess. Sometimes in your life and in your world, it can look completely miserable and you go, how on earth is this ever going to turn out? Maybe you're in that situation today. And I, all I can tell you is just hold, hold the fort. Know that God will come through. This is not some neat little pie in the sky. I'm just trying to find some hope. This is real. This is who he is. This is what he does. God heals. He delivers. He sets free. He does miracles. He makes a way where there's no way. He just does it. He just does it. So let's read with me. You're going to follow in your Bibles if you got them. We got them on the big screens if you didn't bring it with you. And I read it from the Amplified Bible. I just love the way kind of it pictures and, and, and blasts out. What are we starting here? What verse am I on? <laughs> 19. All right, here we go. Now, these are the records of the descendants of Isaac, Abraham's son. Abraham was the father of Isaac. Isaac was 40 years old when he married Rebekah, the daughter of Bethuel the Aramean, of Paddan Aram, the sister of Laban the Aramean. Isaac prayed to the Lord for his wife because she was unable to conceive children. The Lord granted his prayer, and Rebecca's wife conceived twins. But the children struggled together within her, kicking and shoving one another. And she said, isn't that like boys? All right. And she said, if this is so that the Lord has heard our prayer, why then am I this way? Good question. She, she, went to, she went to inquire of the Lord, praying for an answer. The Lord said to her, the founders of two nations are in your room, and the separation of two nations has begun in your body. The one people shall be stronger than the other, and the older shall serve the younger. When her days to be delivered were fulfilled, behold, there were twins in her womb. The first came out reddish all over. Any redheads here? Like a hairy garment. And they named him Esau. Harry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Pause. Little, 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 little thing. Really, God? Are these the names? Or not God's not God's fault. These are the people. Really? When you're naming your kids, are we, are we coming up with this? Or read the Bible. There's some interest. Methuselah? Matha? I don't even. Anyhow. There's some, the ladies' names, too, are pretty weird. All right. Uh, Esau, Harry. Afterward, his brother came out, and his hand grasped Esau's heel. So he was named Jacob, one who grabs by the heel. Okay? It's a planter. Isaac was 60 years old. I wonder what Joel means. All right. When the boys grew up, Esau was an, was an able and skilled hunter, a man of the outdoors. But Jacob was a quiet and peaceful man living in tents. Again, I'm not quite sure where that's going. Now, Isaac loved and favored Esau because he enjoyed eating his game, but Rebekah loved and favored Jacob. Jacob had cooked reddish-brown lentil stew one day. Yeah. When Esau came from the field and was famished, and Esau said to Jacob, Please let me have a quick swallow of that red stuff there because I'm exhausted and famished. For that reason, reason Esau was also called Edom, red. Jacob answered, first sell me your birthright, the rights of a firstborn. Esau said, look, I'm about to die. 
must have been a teenager-ish <laughs> extreme emotion. I, I'm just saying because I used to be. All right. If I do not eat soon, so of what use is this birthright to me? Wow. Jacob said, swear an oath to me today that you are selling it to me for this food. So he swore an oath to him and he sold him his birthright for soup. Then Jacob gave Esau bread and lentil stew, sorry, stew, and he ate and drank and got up and went on his way. In this way, Esau scorned his birthright. There are so many pieces to that puzzle, and I've just had a week ahead of you, so I'm going to paint some pictures, and if you want to study it this week, just to kind of get a bit of a different grasp of what this is. But the Bible is just filled with nuggets. And if we don't take the time, and I, I, I say this in all, in all genuineness, if we don't take the time to unpack and unravel God's word, all we see is just the surface. All we see is, for those of you who've been in the word for a while, you know what I mean. When you dig into something, you could be reading something you've read it a thousand times, and all of a sudden a word pops out, and you go, oh my God, what is this? And it changes you. It's a word. It might be spirit, it might be hope, it might be joy, it might be do this. I remember reading when I decided to, when I decided where I was in a church to, to move to, to, to start to really look for something in, in both my job and, my, and, a, and a different church, I got one phrase, it was from Hebrews, it was talking about Abraham, and it said, he went not knowing where he was to go. And immediately in my spirit, God spoke to me and he says, this is what you need to do, you need to change. Because I'd been thinking and pondering and pondering and thinking and meditating and thinking and pondering and thinking and thinking and overthinking and thinking. Anyone else do this? And thinking and more thinking. God says, just do. And this came through a word, and I, and I opened it up, and I'm like, oh, how do we apply this one? Change your job. Change where you're going because I got something for you. I didn't know at the time that this place was here. We started to, in my heart, I started to just look, and I started to think. And mom says, wait, why don't I check this place out? We'd gone by a number, number of times to come up and do gross mountain stuff, gross grind, that kind of thing. I'm like, oh, what, what, what's this place about? And it's amazing how the word, when we dig into it, as we don't, don't, don't ever despise small beginnings where you're learning the word, where you're learning the word. The Bible talks about in, in 1 Samuel that when, when Samuel was first learning to hear God's voice, it was precious, the Bible says in those days, precious. Today we're going to talk about things in our life that are precious. This, to me, is a, a devastating story. It is a story, although I look at my life and I go, God, forgive me, where have I sacrificed what you have meant for precious in my life that I've sold for a bowl of stew? I mean, lentil stew, come on, have you ever had lentil stew? I mean, Jacob, he was a man of, in the tents. What does that mean? Seriously, what did it say? He was quiet, calmly, he was kind of a man of, in, in, who, who resided in the tents. I was like, come on, God, what does that mean? He's in the tents, does that mean he's a, maybe he's a homemaker, maybe he loves to cook more? I, don't, I mean, cooking's a great thing if you're good, I'm not good at it, but if you are, maybe you hang out in the tents. I, I didn't get it, I'm like, why? Anyhow, where was that going? But he talks, he must have been able to make a good stew, because obviously it was tempting, to Esau. Obviously it was tempting to Esau. Esau goes from hunting. Again, I'm not a hunter. But he goes on this thing and he comes back and wants to sell. He, he's so famished, the Bible says. Now, 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 can we just, let's break this down. I'm a simple guy when it comes to it. He, he knows he's going to be hungry. You ever gone on a trip where you forgot to pack food? 
I've done some hikes where I, I got lost one day when I was supposed to do a, a, a round trip from Lynn Valley, take, uh, um, Uva would know where it is, you go up to Norvan Falls, and then I'm supposed to take it up to the back way, whatever that's called, some valley trail thingy, up to um, the back of Grouse Mountain and come back. So I'm thinking I'm going to do a loop. I'm going to get up there to the top. I'm going to have, I'm gonna, I got enough food and I got enough water for that. I can do that little thing and come back down. And all of a sudden I get down and I'm, I'm going forever. And it just seems longer than normal. My, I'm beyond the GPS. I have no idea where I am. I'm, but I'm on a trail because there's red flaggers, tagger thingies all over. I know there's stuff going on. I know, there, I know I'm somewhere. All of a sudden, you know, just going for a while. I'm like, I probably should have been there by now. Two gentlemen come out of the bush. I haven't seen people in hours. It feels like an eternity. And these two guys come out. They come down, and I'm like, oh, cool. I say, hey, guys, how, how, you know, how, just curious. You're coming back from somewhere. I'm like, how close am I to Gross Mountain? <laughs> He's like, dude, you're, you're on the wrong trail. <laughs> I'm like, he says, you're 10 minutes from uh, Lynn Lake. So instead of going, if this is it, instead of going left, he says, he, he looks at me. He's like, I don't know how you missed it. <laughs> I says, bro, I missed it. What did, what did I miss? There's a sign. And I went back later to see it just to make sure Joel wasn't, these guys were just giving, giving me a hard time. There's a sign. It's about this big by this big. Of a, where it says to go this way, to go to Grouse, to go this way, to go to Lynn Lake. I went this way to Lynn Lake, but I didn't see the sign. Big sign. And not only is there a big sign, but above this, no, below the sign, there's an arrow that says Grouse Mountain. Lynn Lake, Grouse Mountain, Lynn Lake. And then you go over this side, and then there's another sign in case you miss those two, the big one, the one down there, in case you miss the one that's on the tree. So, so if you're looking left, you see the one on the tree. If you look right, which is here, not, not camouflaged, this is wide open. Chelsea's laughing because she knows how, I can, how do you get lost. Anyhow. On the tree, I missed it. I'm like, I'm not sure how. He says, what the weird thing is, he says, you've been the, the, of like five people today that have missed it. I'm like, oh, we are not very good. Anyways, I, I go, and I didn't have enough food. So my, my concern, my concern was that I'm going to Lynn Lake now. I'm, he says, you're 10 minutes, you might as well go. I didn't want to see Lynn Lake. I'm, I'm, I'm lost. I got to get back for youth. I'm already late. I texted Joel. I'm like, once I finally got service, I'm like, dude, I'm going to be late. I got lost. But I, I, I need to get back. I, but I didn't, the part that, that freaked me out, I didn't have food. I, didn't, I had enough to get me, and so when you were doing, this was a 35-kilometer round trip, so it's a long way to go, and when you don't have the, the food and water, I'm not drinking whatever stream water. I, I don't want to risk getting whatever you can get from that, and I don't, I'm not a hunter, so I'm not going to go and take out a bear or a raccoon or a, a turtle and eat it. You know, I'm just not that kind of guy. Not Bear grills, all right? I like, but I'm still, I still like my Starbucks. I still like my coffee, good coffee from, from, from different places, parlor, particular, uh, not parlor, what's the one here? I'm still winning, anyhow. <laughs> Revolver. Um, and I'm famished. And I'm hungry. And I'm actually more scared than, I'm like, am I going to run out of my, my water? Food I can handle. But the water, am I going to be able to make? And I just start panicking and thinking how far back. And, I gotta, and I'm trying to make time because I'm going to be late. Anyhow, that's my, the whole thing about, you know, don't go hiking with me. That's, that's probably good. But um, the, the whole idea is, is when you are so, you get to the point, you've been where you're just so famished. You're so hungry. You're so, you, it feels like you just eat a horse. That's the phrase that we grew up with. Sorry, that's probably way back in the 60s kind of phrase. But you, 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 you're so hungry that you could, whatever the term is, that you, you, you're famished. And I'm, I'm trying to picture, I'm trying to get into Esau's head. Why on earth? Why on earth would he sell and give up this precious, beautiful thing? 
We, you need to sometimes talk through the word this way. It's, 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 it's easy to understand the word of God. It's easy meaning you don't have to have a degree. You don't have to have a diploma. You don't have to go to cemetery, sem- seminary. You don't, that's a joke. You don't have to. You don't have to be this big learned person in the word to get that God loves you and to open the Bible and find truths that will change your life. You don't have to. Now, I'm saying, not saying that. I got certificates on Bible studies because I love the word and I want to learn more and I want to grow. And these guys saw it yesterday. There's a lot of different certificates and thingies that I, you, you, because I love the word. I want to go deeper. I want to learn. I want to get better. But you don't need it. The Bible says you come humbly. You come open to his word and he'll teach you. Holy Spirit, that's what he's so beautiful. He will come alongside you and he'll teach you words. He'll help you get out of depression. He'll help you get out of anxiety because you don't know how. And society doesn't know how, and society is trying all they know, but they just say, take another pill or try this and try that. Now, if the pills help, take them. But please don't ever, ever take that and, and, and miss out on taking God. He, he, he's, his word is like a prescription. The word helps, and it heals, and it oozes. You need hope, and you need, maybe you need hope today. Maybe you need joy, and you haven't, had a, you haven't smiled or laughed in a while. Get a hold of God's word. He will light you up on the inside so much. Oh, it oozes, and it's not fake. It's not a, it is something that is real, and it's deep. That's the word. It's simple, and yet it's profound. The smartest minds in our world. Do not, do not, people think, oh, because you, 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 people who are extremely learned, especially people who don't believe in God, will sometimes, po- sometimes poke fun at the word. But don't get me wrong. This word is deep. So deep that you can be a Christian. Mom, how long have you been a Christian for? <laughs> you could be a Christian for decades, maybe not a millennia, but you could be a Christian for a lot of years, and you're, ever, you're still learning, you're still growing. It is so rich and so deep. My, my question to Esau as I was starting to unpack this was how on earth do you allow and get to the point where you're willing to let go of something so precious for something so trivial. And at first I got upset at at Esau for just being a bit of a doorknob. (laughs) That's not in the Bible, that's just Joel's word. And then I, I started to, as the Holy Spirit does, is he just lets you simmer. He lets you settle. And then I, and then I got it and I'm like, oh, where in my life have I maybe allowed a little bit of settling, a little bit of, what's the word, where I've allowed the things of this world to distract me from what's best? God, what call, what thing did you birth in me, show me as a teenager? Because I, I grew up in church. But I did not like church or God until 19, 20 years old. I did not like the flavor of church. I didn't like how it was. I didn't like God. I, I, I just, because I thought he was a meanie in heaven and a zappy with lightning bolts. I thought he, was a, he hated you and didn't have a, he had a miserable life for you. I, follow, I thought following him meant giving up everything good. And, and as you know, growing now as I get to know the word, I just want to give him more because I know it's just going to get better. It just gets better. You say, well, Joe, I'm not sure if I want to give him. And this little area of my life, oh, honey, give it to him. He is so big. He knows what is best for you. He has the whole world in his hands, and yet he 
knows every detail. And if we allow him to, he will make it blossom and blow up more than, I still cannot imagine moving to Vancouver to, in, in a random place to fall in love. And, and I, I just, I'm, I'm still in awe that this is real, that we get to do this. In a, I mean, did you drive up? Mountains, can't see the mountains. We need a big window there maybe. See, see Grouse Mountain. Did you drive up to see the mountains? For those of you who have been here for a while, yeah, Joel, it's a mountain. I get it. You're, you're not from the prairies. It's just flat. You can see if, if you, if, let me just describe to you. If you were standing here and you had a cousin in Surrey. No, no, let's go a little further. If you had a cousin in Chilliwack. My, my Irish friend at work calls it Chilliwack. I love it. It's just cute. I, it's Irish. I don't know. Whatever. Maybe you're Irish here. That's cool. You could see each other. You could wave. Hey, Jim. And from here, to, it's flat. All you see is, and, but, but all you see, every now and again you'll see the, the, what's those little things called? Fields. They start to grow and you get little wheats and corns and all these different, oh, and it's, it is kind of beautiful. And people say it's beautiful in its own way. And there's no, yeah, I get it. But there, I go hiking up here for five, maybe not more than five minutes. But you go hiking up here and you see this gorgeous rushing waterfall. We went hiking in Whistler. We were out, uh, quick digression. We were on, on, a, on a trail. Just my, my coworker and I last week, we went for a bit. We got off, we were five minutes from work at a house in a development, residential development. We drove for maybe, well, that's probably about 30 seconds. We drove, and we walked for maybe 10 minutes. We hear water. Oh, this is cool. Let's go take a look at the water. Off the trail, we go down, and we see, and it's not just a little cute stream through the prairies. This, oh, this is adorable. Little cattle grazing, sheep's here, and whatever other animals there, bears. And, but we, we go down, and, and, and we see this rushing, rushing water, and it's rolling and roaring, and, and, and then we go up on it, and, and he's like, don't balance on There's this, this narrow um, wood thing you call a, a tree trunk. There we go. And he's on there, and, and, and I'm, he's like, go on there. It's flattish, so I'm like, oh, I'm going to try this, because we just do dumb guys do dumb things, and you think of it afterwards, like getting lost, and then like, and you try, and we walked, I walked out, and he said, like, I'm not going to do that, because I don't want to die, I said, okay, and, and it's just, ro- and it's roaring, you look up, oh my gosh, that is, in Manitoba, you don't have that, how do we digress to that, okay, let's get back to, back to the notes here, the Bible says in John 10, verse 10, that the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, I have come that you may have life, and life to the full, one of the lies in our day and age, especially for you in your 18, late teens, 30s, I'm just on, just barely on this side of that comment, uh, is, is the distraction of the age itself. And in all the freedom that Jesus gives you that we can have as we turn 18, what do you, there has never been a time more for opportunity than right now where you can do what you love to do, and I say, go for it. But please do not forget the preciousness of what God is doing in the midst of your pursuit of what you think we're supposed to be here. Go all out and get yourself fit. Do your thing. That's the cycle thing you're doing? Spin class. All right, I don't do spin, but spin away. Run away. No, don't run away. I, I run lots. I love it. It's just what I do. I love fitness. I love, it. I love working out. That to me is great. I, I, do what you do. Find the health, health nuts in the area. Find the other people in the Vancouver area who do what you do. Cycle away. Do what you, do, what you do. Find out. Get better and better. What's the word? Um, see yourself with this group. Identify yourself with this group. Yes, yes, yes. But do we do that for what's precious to God? 
Do we do that? And I get it. I get that these are cool things. But in the midst, do we keep the un- under the umbrella? Here's what Esau missed. I don't know where. Was his parents? Did his parents not remind him that this is valuable to your life? Did his parents forget to remind him? And maybe that's what it was. I don't know. The Bible doesn't say it. His parents didn't say it. But parents, this is, a, uh, not, this is just a challenge to you. Do you remind your kids of the value of God's house? No, we just got to go to church. Is that how we approach it? Oh, I just gotta, he's gotta serve, dad's gotta serve, he loves, no, no, oh, David, when he, come on now, when David said, oh, when they said, let us go to the house of God, what does it say? My heart leapt for joy, leap for joy, can we say that about church? My question, Christians, if, if you're gonna associate with a Christian, then we should be, we should leap for joy for the things of God, if you don't want it, then don't take it, I was an in and out guy. I, I was either I'm in when I was a teenager, it was I'm in or I'm out. I, so when I was in sin, forgive me, I was in sin. I didn't really, I, won't, I didn't care too much about what people thought. I was in sin. And I loved it, so I thought. Because you do for a while, it's pleasure, the Bible says there's pleasure in sin. Until it whips you in the butt later, like we read about later in the closing of our story with Esau. How it bites you like nothing else. I was in. That's why I hated Christians growing back. I didn't know if that's what they were. Because it didn't seem like they were all in. It seemed like, because I had a friend. He would go and do things that we would do, but he wouldn't fully get involved. But he wanted to be so much a part of what we did and rebel and be this bad guy and all the stuff that he was. But yet he wanted to, you could always tell in him. And I I liked him as a friend, but I I despised how he was so weak when it came to, I said, man, just jump in. Who cares what people think? And I wonder how many times we just settle when it comes to God. If you're in, you're in. What does that mean? That means serve the house. Get involved. We were not meant, we talked about this last night, we were not to meant, we were not meant just to sit in an entertainment place of church and just get fed and just get and worship. Well, I didn't quite like it because Joel was a bit off and his jeans are a bit ripped and it didn't quite fit. We get this weird, who cares? Worship was just a tad, it's not off, just get me, don't get me wrong, you guys are lit up, but oh, the, 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 the cello, which we don't even have, we should, we should probably get one, we, I mean, what, what, is, what is a cello, by the way, I don't even know what that is, <laughs> I just, you hear these fancy terms and words, and you kind of want to pretend like you're astute in church, so you say them, and he's, cello, it was just a bit off, the lighting, did you, did you bring a friend to church? Right? We're talking about nitpicking. I, I, do, we, do we get so familiar with this, this church thing? Well, they, they don't have air conditioning. Now, we got air conditioning, but we didn't have it for a while. It was warm. Yeah, but did you bring your friend who, who really badly needs Jesus to church? Because they don't care about that. At the end of the day, they are so broken, so starving. They're, they're, like Esau, they're famished. All they want is just a cup of, they probably might not have been good soup. When you're, have you ever noticed it when you're really hungry? It don't matter what it is, you're going to wolf it down. Am I the only one who opens the fridge? Oh, raw egg. Great no, it's such a... <laughs> when you need it, you need it. When I used to play basketball as a kid, I don't know what it was. I, I really hope it wasn't um, uh, diabetes. <laughs> I, 
I, I don't think I had it, but I, when I played basketball, I got, I, we'd play outside, and I would play, and I'd run and just go nuts playing basketball, but I got so, I don't know what it was, I got so hungry, and I'd get weak and shaky, and, and just, maybe just lack of food, I don't know what it was, anyhow, but we, I'd go in, and I'd be like just opening the kitchen, and I'd be wagon wheels, you guys ever had those growing up, wagon wheels, all right, it's all right, we're still in the same era here, wagon wheels, and I'd scarf them down, and peanuts, and I'd grab, uh, I, uh, oh, I don't know what else, we, we just, whatever it was, didn't matter, didn't have to taste good, I'm not waiting for a steak, I need, just give me something, if there was a McDonald's, there would have, see, there's something about it, when you're starving, it don't matter what it is, your friends, your co-workers, your parents, your family, they're starving, and if we're not careful in church, we, 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 we treat what is precious, what once saved us, there's a song I was listening to on the way in today, called He Came, I think it's called that, Bethel Church song. It's about talking about Lazarus. I still remember the day, and I, I hope you have these moments to keep your heart close to God. And I, I, I remember as an 18-year-old sitting at a party at a friend's house and I had a case of beer over here, had my girlfriend over here, and the question was, what are you going to do now with your life? I lived for myself in high school. I lived so purposeless. I, I was so, I went and got into drugs, alcohol, and a mess of other things that that brings with it. And a starving, famished, hurt-filled boy. One person asked me, did you, did you have a bad upbringing? Is that why you went into that? No. You don't need to have a bad upbringing to make that decision. And I sat there, and my girlfriend, and it was the most shocking thing that came out of my mouth. I mean, you could do now anything. We, we, before, you couldn't, we, we'd get alcohol illegally. We'd, we'd get it, my friends, to buy all these different things. And now that I could buy on my own, I could do what I wanted. My parents didn't care. what. All of a sudden, I was like, what are we doing? And I said to her, I said, something is going to change. I didn't know what. That was the first, most profound words I'd said in my entire life. Something is going to change in the process of two years, maybe even a little less. My whole desire for alcohol, drugs, partying went out the window. My mom had asked me one day, smart parent, she didn't fight me after a while on it. She just says, when are you done? How long do you think this is going to go? And I didn't know. I was like, I, I don't know, mom. And God started to get a hold of me and started to change. And I started to learn the preciousness of a relationship with him. If we're not careful, church, we can become people who so focus on our own development, on us, that we forget, that we lose our appetite for what's precious. Can I read you a couple of verses, 1 Peter? Let's do this one first. 1 Samuel 3, it's not on the screen, so just, just as I read this. Now the boy Samuel, we talked about this before, ministered to the Lord. Before Eli, the word of the Lord was rare and precious in those days. If you're a young person here who's maybe just started to serve God or maybe a little older, can, can, we, can we get back to this precious voice hearing from God? That's so precious. You know, one, one thing that I have fallen in love with here at church is that we pray. And, and not just pray in, in church, because that's cool. That, that's great. That's important, and we'll keep doing that. But the prayer services that you guys have started... 
I value it. I, I, I love this. I love Saturdays at youth. I adore it. I, I, I can't get enough, but I, I find myself craving more. And it, it comes in some ways through where all we do is pray. And it might be, you say, well, I don't know what to pray. Just hang out. It is the most amazing atmosphere where you get to just hang out with God. And sometimes there's worship entwined, but not, it's not formal. It's just kind of whatever. It is, it is precious. Have we lost? Well, I, you know, I wonder what the next big event is at Divine. I wonder if they're going to do this, and I wonder if they're going to start getting involved in this. Can, can we just get back to precious? Hearing the voice. Because if you cannot, listen, if you cannot learn the simple, which I'm still learning the simple of understanding and hearing God's voice for you. It, it, it breaks my heart that generations of people don't know God's voice. And I hear talking to them, and, and I see guys coming in from, I work with from Australia, from Ireland, from other countries, from people from Canada, who are, who are, who are broken and, and, and have never, ever, ever heard the voice of God for them. They don't know that he loves them. They don't know that he's got a plan for them. He do, they don't know that, that deep, still voice that calms and comforts you in the middle of heartache and pain. They don't know the hope that I have. They think it's another thing or another girl or another drug or another this, and they don't know that Jesus satisfies. You don't have nothing. I, I just feel good. Why? Well, I, I don't know. I, it's, it's, it's Jesus. It's precious. 1 Samuel 3, 1. 1 Peter 3, verse 3 to 4 says, Let's, Let not yours be the merely external adorning with elaborate interweaving and knotting of the hair. I don't know what that means. That's poetic. That's a cool word, but uh, whatever that means. The wearing of jewelry, bling in other words, or changes of clothes. But let it be, listen to this, let it be the inward adorning and beauty of the hidden person of the heart. Get fashion, get cool, look good, do your thing, 100%. You don't have to look like you're back in the, you're, you're, you're Amish in the 40s. You don't, have to, you don't have to live, you don't have to dress plain Jane. We all dress the same, girls on one side. I grew up in churches where the girls on one side, guys on the other. Really? Anyhow, you can dress how you dress, but let's, in the middle of all your style and your coolness and your, your fitting in and you're just suave and you're, you're just, you got a style and you got a nice dip in your step and you learn the swag and now I'm really dating myself. I'm trying to help you out. You, 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 you've, the traps, I thought they were going to drop me through. You, you learn, you, you may have learned all the cool technology and technological stuff and you know all your geometry and you, you're, all right, all right, three people get that inside joke. You know all, but, 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 but have, we learned, have we learned the preciousness of, 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 of sitting with God to develop the inner person? Because that takes time. I'm, I don't know how many years in, 18 years in, and my heart and hunger is more than ever to know and foster this. Esau forgot. And in a moment, he sold it. In a moment. And, and here's what sin does that the world doesn't teach you. Is it brings heartache and pain and absolute despair. In the verses to come, and he talks about how he wept and cried aloud. When he realized the decision he made, he went to his father. And the story goes on and talks about how he went to his father to be blessed. And Jacob, if you know the story, Jacob came in and like a deceiver, he got 
covered his arms and body and hair with, of animals to make him feel like Esau because Isaac, his dad, was blind or going blind. He deceived his father to get the blessing. Esau comes in and says, here's my, here's the, here's, here it is. Here's the animal you wanted. Here, it's all ready for you, Dad. Let's get the blessing. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. And, he's, and his dad, the Bible says, trembles and shook. He realized he blessed the wrong man. His dad freaks out. Esau realizes. Maybe his mind goes back to when he had lentil soup. He goes back to that and goes, oh, my God. This can't be. And the Bible says he wept aloud. It goes on to say, as his dad says, you've got to have something for me. You've got to have something for me. And his dad goes, yeah, he says, I, I don't know what I can do. This is what's going to happen. And, and, but, but really, the blessing is, is your brother's. And the Bible says that from that point on, Esau despised Jacob in his heart and looked for opportunity to kill him. Sin, if we're not careful, will so rob you and I of stuff in life. It will... It will it will take your purity. The, the enemy is such a deceiver. He, he, will, he will tempt you and tempt us and tempt us to, to sleep around and to mess around. And then when you do, because you think it feels good and it does for the moment, and then all of a sudden you get that feeling in your, in your gut and you're like, oh my God, as you realize what got taken from you and it wasn't worth it. Is it hard to... To, to protect the precious thing God's doing? Absolutely. Will you be perfect in it? Not a chance. But as a church, can we start to just make a decision God, and ask questions this week and say, God, what can I do? What steps can I take? There are a lot of things other people can do. I get it. God, what can I do tangibly this week to put myself in a place to prize what is precious to you? And therefore, God, I want it to be precious to me. And it doesn't even have to be worded that way. But is there something that you can pray where we can start to prize and value? And I'll close with this in Philippians chapter 1, verse 9 and 10. We do have that one on the screen. And Paul prays this. He says, and this I pray that your love would abound. Yeah, Banda, that'd be great if you could come on up here. And this I pray that your love would abound yet more and more and extend to its fullest development and knowledge and all keen insight that your love would display itself in greater depth of acquaintance and more com comprehensive discernment. This is key. So that you and I may surely learn to sense and know what is vital and approve and prize what is excellent and of real value. Today, church, would we I pray that God would open our hearts to what is of real value on this planet. Build your name, build your, 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 your brand, build your, yes, please do. Do what you can. Be, be faithful stewards with what God has given you. But are you building the church? Are you plugged in? Are you serving? Are you, are you putting a priority on your relationship with God to grow in that? That, to me, is precious. That, to God, is precious. Can I pray for you? God, thank you for this amazing opportunity, God, to hear and humble ourselves under your word. God, you know that we are definitely not perfect in this pursuit of you. Some maybe are feeling that, oh, God, i got to make a change. Others are maybe just are saying, God, what is it that we can do? 
And I, I say too in my own life, God, please help me. Help me to make and forgive me for areas of my life where I have maybe put other things ahead of the pursuit of knowing you and your plans for my life. God, like David, may my heart just resound for your presence. May we crave you, God, like never before, wanting to know you, to go deeper in your word and, and what your plans are for us, God, and to maybe, maybe to set aside some time this week to do that. Father, we, we ask you for the help in making those decisions in Jesus' name. We hope you enjoyed this message. We would love you to subscribe to our weekly podcast. Other ways you can connect with Avant Life is through YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. Or check out our website at avantlifechurch.com.